Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I got to share a story with my wife's uh, dog client that came in this weekend and took two of the Vishlas home, and uh, he was really, really bummed that he couldn't make it to church this morning, but I got to share my testimony with him, and part of my testimony um, includes a little girl named Rebecca. Now, uh, real short, who Rebecca was, she was a... uh, she was a little four-year-old girl that had been in foster care and jumped around, and we were good friends with uh, this little girl's like second cousin, but he was a grown man, right? Second cousins and stuff. And so we took this little girl in with the idea that through the state of Texas that we would adopt her as soon as the litigation was done from removing uh, her parents' rights. And so we were not just a foster uh, family that just had kids coming and going. We fostered her with the idea of adopting her. And she was a crazy little girl. I mean, she was four years old. The poor girl's teeth were just dang near rotted out because she was a handful. And the way the previous foster parents had tried to help her was when she threw a fit, they gave her candy. Well, guess what that made her do? She threw lots of fits, right? It was a knockdown drag out, you know. Uh, it was like, I mean, when we first got her, it was like trying to train an Appaloosa mare barrel horse that's half Arabian, right? I mean, that's kind of what she acted like. It was, it was rank, right? And one time, but, but she loved me. And that was what was crazy. I don't have any biological kids of my own, but we brought this little girl in and didn't love her any more than we loved everybody else, but she loved me. Most of the time, they loved the mom, right? And But Rebecca loved me. One time she came in, one of her favorite things to do was while I was having my coffee in the morning, had my recliner kicked back watching the weather, the weather channel, and she would come sit with me. And we just had to harp on her to brush her teeth. You know, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, girl, because we spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars trying to fix those baby teeth. Well, she came in one morning, and she was in her nice little pink nightgown, and she would come up and kind of snuggle in my arm, and she, she just wanted to be right here. And she kind of, she didn't even say anything. She snuggled up next to me, and she was like, Good morning, Dad. And the stench took my nose completely off my face. And I said, Rebecca? Yes? I said, did you brush your teeth? She goes, yes. I said, Rebecca, did you brush your teeth? Yes. I said, Rebecca, I can smell your breath and tell. And she just dies laughing. Ah, I mean, belly laughing. She goes, Dad, only cows and horses and dogs have tails. I can smell your breath and tell. Y'all get with me. Come on. Ha, 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 that was a funny point. We're just, okay, I'm done. Yeah, we need to pipe. The, we need that little thing we're, on my podcast. I have, a, I have a laugh track. Need that. No, not really. But another time, uh, so like, she kept me on my toes, right? She always kept me on my toes. And another time we were sitting there, and we were, uh, I had said something 
you know, kind of like I do where I try to be funny and sometimes I'm not and sometimes I am. Well, one time I said something preaching, and this is in Texas, and everybody died laughing and she was sitting in the front row and this girl could not whisper to save her life, right? And so everybody dies laughing and she turns to my wife and she looks at her and says, loud. Now you have to understand that the Pecos County Cowboy Church, the entire building would have fit between the cameras and me. Right? This was as big as it was. Right? So everybody could hear. You couldn't whisper in there without everybody hearing, but she didn't whisper. She goes, that wasn't funny. <laughs> Which made everybody laugh all the more. And then another time, um, I accidentally tripped, you know, just kind of stumbled. Nobody laughed except her. She thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And I had to end up telling her, okay, girl, it's okay. <laughs> you know? And finally, what she did one time. We were having the Lord's Supper. And so I read the passages out of Corinthians, right? About what Paul said that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ told me on the day that blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you eat the body and, you know, drink the wine that symbolizes the blood and everything. And we're having this. And it's, you know, it's one of the two sacraments that, that I follow. You know, baptism and uh, the Lord's Supper. And as we are getting ready to do this... She goes, ew, I'm not drinking any blood or biting anybody's body. <laughs> what do they say? That there's only three things that tell the truth. Kids, drunks, and tights. Right? <laughs> I didn't say it. I just said that's what they say. Okay? But we all need people in our lives that will push us, that will be our cheerleaders. We need people. And you know what? There is nothing in the New Testament. There is nothing in the New Testament that does not... I don't want to say assume because that's not the right word. It's just a given that Christians are part of a gathering. Okay? an ecclesia, a group of believers like church, okay? And we need people in our lives. There's a story of needing people in our lives to help us grow. And it's the story of uh, David and a fellow named Shimei, okay? This is found in 2 Samuel. It ends in 2 Samuel 16, the part that we're going to be talking about. But let me set the stage for you. Absalom is David's son, okay? King David. There, David is the second king of Israel. The first one was Saul. Saul did not do what the Lord told him. So Samuel, or God, through Samuel, anointed David as the new king of Israel, but it wasn't a peaceful transition because Saul still wanted to be the king of Israel. He didn't want to relinquish it to David, so he goes around trying to kill him, okay? So anyway, with that being said, David is now the king of Israel. Saul is dead, and David has been ruling for years and years and years, and his son Absalom is set to inherit his dad's crown, right? Because he's the oldest son. But Absalom doesn't want to wait until David is dead, he gets with the generals, and instead of uh, the generals fighting for the Lord's anointed, which is David, 
I'm sure Absalom goes and promises them not just honor, but glory and riches if they will follow him instead of his dad. So the military turns on the military as a whole, not his mighty fighting men, but the military as a whole turns on David, and David flees Jerusalem because he doesn't want his family killed, and he doesn't want to have to kill his own son. Number of reasons David leaves, okay? As David leaves with his contingent of other kids and blah, 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 he gets to a town, and there's this guy named Shimei. Now, Shimei is uh, a descendant or, or distant relative of Saul, okay? So Saul is the first king of Israel. David, through God, not of David's own doing, God makes David king. So you can imagine that Saul's family is a little bit... Uh, antagonistic towards David. And as David is coming through this town, going to where he's going, this guy Shimei starts throwing rocks at David. Now, he is surrounded by his mighty fighting men, the greatest warriors at this time and place in history. I mean, they're listed in the Bible as guys that, that kill like 600 people with an ox goad, which basically means a sort and stick, right? I mean, these guys are warriors. And this guy is throwing rocks at the king, right? And he's like, you're nothing. You're a bloodthirsty animal. You kill people. You're a sorry son of a gun, you know? Uh, Your mom's a Tennessee walker. I'm joking. About nine people just had an apoplexy online because they have Tennessee walkers. I like them. I'm just joking. So what happens when this guy starts throwing rocks at David and calls him all sorts of names? A fellow named Abishai. He is one of the mighty men, and he is a mighty man. <laughs> he looks at David. And he goes, why don't you go let me cut his head off? I can solve this right now. And David said, no. And in a sense, this is what David says. You can read it for yourself, but I'm going to give you kind of the Cliff Notes version, he said, you know what, what if God told him to do that? You know, because I'm not perfect, I've made mistakes in my life, and I may not be doing what this guy said, but I am far from perfect, and I know it. So who is it for me to go cut somebody's head off if God may be trying to teach me a lesson through this guy? Just ignore him. And they go on. Man, I do not have that type of humility. Not yet. Not yet, because you throw a rock at me, my first inclination is to throw a bigger rock back faster, okay? I mean, that's just our natural human nature, right? But we need people. We need people. Today, we're going to talk about the five people you need in your life before heaven to help get you to where you need to be in your life. The five people you need before heaven. And we've already talked about all of them, but let's go back into just a little bit more in depth about each of them. The first person, and these are in no particular order, maybe one of them might be, but uh, in no particular order, you need an Absalom in your life. You need somebody that will break your heart. And I know that that sounds, you're like, what do you mean I need somebody to break my heart? Who would want that? Let me tell you why you need somebody that will break your heart. 
Because you can't have a broken heart if you never loved. And Jesus commanded us to love others. You know what's going to happen when you love somebody like Jesus tells you to? At some point, some... Hello? Oh, there it is. At some point, somebody is going to break your heart. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But you can't have a broken heart if you never love somebody. It's just one of the natural things in life. You need somebody to break your heart. And a lot of times, David didn't necessarily do anything wrong to make... Absalom was greedy. Absalom was greedy. But still, he broke David's heart. I mean, his own son wanted to kill him because he was greedy. Don't you think that that broke David's heart? I know it did. Go read on and see what happens to him and see David's reaction. We need somebody to break our hearts because we are commanded to love others. And you know what? If you've never had your heart broken, it's because you've never loved anybody. And we are commanded to love others even knowing that they might break our heart one day. You want to know why else we need somebody to break our heart? It's to reveal inside of us a strength that we didn't know we had. And that's what a broken heart will do for you. A broken heart will either destroy you or grow you. Or maybe, maybe not that big of a, of a deal, but you know, I think a broken heart will point you, net, you know, you'll either regress or use it to move forward. And maybe you do both eventually, I don't know. But you have to learn how to move on. This is not heaven, okay? I mean, I think that people throw around Scripture, and it is good Scripture, you know, that one that everybody uses as, you know, the ode to America. This is the ode to America Scripture, and I do not like it that it's the ode to America. If my people will just bow their heads and pray to me, then I will restore their country and stuff like that. Listen, that, that's great, okay? That is great. But we have to... I don't even know why I said that now, to be honest with you. That's what I get for chasing rabbit trails. No, we have to learn to move on. We've got to learn to move on when our heart is broken, okay? We've got to learn to move on. And the other reason that you need, that you have to have somebody that will break your heart, it's not just so that you, sh you know what it's like to love somebody, number one. Number two, that you can learn to move on. It will reveal a strength that you didn't know you had. But sometimes you have to just understand that a broken heart just reveals that you did the best you could and things still doesn't work out. And where I was going with the Scripture is, this is not heaven. You will get a broken heart down here. This is not heaven. And no amount of praying is going to make life on earth heaven. If this was heaven, we wouldn't need the real thing. We would just live down here forever, and it's not going to because this is a fallen world. Yeah, man, life is tough. It is. But when our heart is broken by somebody that we love, it proves that you were loving, it will reveal a strength that you didn't know that you had, and it will also help you to understand that sometimes you can do everything that you thought you could do possibly and it still doesn't work it's a fact of life but it gives us hope knowing that one day there will not be any more of that one day when we pass from this earthly fallen life and we reach eternity where there is no more pain there is no suffering there is nobody else to break our heart 
only to fill our heart with love and joy. The five people you need before heaven. We all kind of need a little bit of Absalom in our lives to just show us the right way, even if they're doing wrong. The second person that we need in our lives, and, and you're not going to like it, but it's a Shimei. It's a Shimei. Somebody, I mean, sometimes we do need a critic. You want to know why? Because you're not perfect. And sometimes a critic will say something truthful that a friend won't. Do you have the humility like David did to hear it and move on? And that's not making light. I'm not saying that Shimei did something right. As a matter of fact, Charles Spurgeon said this of Shimei. It is very hard to bear a cowardly attack. One is very apt to reply and use hard words to one who takes advantage of your position and deals you the coward's blow. Only the coward strikes a man when he is down. I mean, David is having to flee Jerusalem because his son is trying to kill him. And does that not... Have you ever used the deal when it rains, it pours? Man, maybe it's like that in your life right now, man. You're having a hard time. And at your nearly lowest, somebody comes in and just like kicks you while you're down, right? That's what Shimei was doing to David. If David didn't have enough problems, his son was trying to kill him. He's basically abdicating the throne to him so that he doesn't kill him or get his own people killed. And then Shimei wants to come up and bring up stuff in the past that, didn't, that David didn't even do any of that. We need a critic in our lives because you know what? You need to learn to take a hit. I mean, if we are just glass houses as Christians, we are not going to shine a light very far. We have to understand that people, sinners, are going to sin against us, okay? Unbelievers do not think like you do. They do not believe like you do. So chances are they're going to criticize what you do. But it's not just critics that are unbelievers. Let me tell you, man... You want to come see some scars? I'll show you how hard Christians can bite. I will show you how hard people that love God can tear someone down. But we got to learn to take a hit. Because, man, if, if we just melt every time somebody throws a little rock at us, we'll never get anywhere in life. You need that critic to make you stronger. We need people who are going to... You know, people are going to think whatever they want to think, right? I mean, there was not going to be any changing Shimei's uh, mind about what he was saying to David, right? There's no way that, that you're going to change his mind by arguing. What do you think would have happened if David would have said, No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, cut his head off, <laughs> right? I mean, David didn't do any of that. But we need critics... To make us strong. I mean, listen, we need to learn to take a hit, guys. I mean, we have the strength of God working in our lives. And yet the first time somebody's mad at us or says something that's unfair or doesn't agree with something we say, and they, you know, do whatever they do, and we, oh, you're being mean. Ah, come on. Grow up. Learn to take a hit. Man, you know, <laughs> we do not need... We need... Christians that build their houses upon strong foundations, not sand, that just wither at the first little criticism. 
We need somebody like that. You know, it's one thing to have a critic that you can do nothing about. I mean, there's going to be people that criticize you, okay? doesn't matter what you do. If somebody wants to be critical, you can be the best person in the world, and they'll go be like, well, they think they're the best person in the world. You can't win, okay? You can't win. It's going to happen. But it's one thing to have a critic that you can do nothing about. It's a whole other one to have a critic that you can do something about and don't. Because a lot of times we can't do anything about the critics that we have. But back in David's day, he wasn't going to get in trouble for Abishai killing Shimei for bad-mouthing him. He was the king. With true power comes great responsibility. Right? <laughs> Spider-Man. Right? Well, David had the, the power. But he didn't do anything to Shimei. He's like, man, just let that dude go. People are going to think what they want to think. People are going to think what they want to think. We need somebody to break our hearts, to prove to ourselves that we were loving others. And it's not fun. And neither is a critic. Critics are never fun to have. But they are a little bit instrumental in making us strong. But you know what else, who else we need? We need a defender. We need an Abishai in our lives. One that says, you know what? I don't care if you did anything wrong or not. I've got to be careful about shaking my head back because these are progressives. And every time I shake my head back and forth, the audience goes, getting dizzy. We need an Abishai. Somebody that says, you know what? I don't care if you're right or wrong. He ain't going to talk to you like that. I'm not going to allow it. We need somebody with the audacity to stand in front of the mad mama cow when she's charging and go, you know what? She may get us, but she ain't going to get you before she gets me. We need an Abishai in our life. We need a defender. We need a defender. We need people, me and Mitch and Ty, one of our, uh, and even Brett, one of our inside uh, little mottos is we will always defend each other in public. But if you think that if I defend you in public that I won't kick your butt in private, you've got another thing coming. And that goes for all of us, not just me. Okay? We need somebody that will defend us in public and still kick our butts in private if we need it. Right? We need somebody like that in our lives. We need somebody that accepts us for who we are without excusing double-bred Hancock behavior. Okay, Three people got that. I like it. It's better than the two earlier. We need somebody to defend us. We need somebody to accept us for who we are without, without buying into our own excuses, right? We need a defender. We need somebody that says, if you go down, I go down. If you go down, I go down. Now, I know exactly what y'all are thinking. I know exactly what y'all are thinking. You're either thinking about that defender in your life that's just like that, or you're wondering where yours is, aren't you? Let me tell you what that means. If you don't have one, go be one. If you don't have one, go be one for somebody else. Because you see, the Bible says that you will receive whatever you give. Give, and you shall receive. So if you don't have a defender in your life, maybe you just need to be that type of defender for somebody else. The five people you need before heaven, we, you know what, we need somebody that will push us to be better, and sometimes that takes a broken heart. 
As bad as it sounds, sometimes we need somebody to break our hearts. We need the critics in our lives to become stronger. And that does not mean that you just go open yourself up and just go, you know what, everybody take pot shots at me. That's not what I'm talking about, and you know it. But you know what, we, we need to be stronger than we are. We don't need to live lives like glass houses, being offended when sinners don't act godly. <gasps> right? Can you believe they acted like that? Yes, they don't know Jesus. Of course I can believe it. You know, Jesus was never amazed when sinners acted like sinners. Not one time did he go, what in the world are you doing? Knuckleheads? Well, he might have called a few people knuckleheads. You need a defender in your life as well. You know what else you need? You need a mentor. You need a mentor. Possibly somebody like David. A man after God's own heart. Not a perfect man. But you need a mentor in your life that, you know, I, I say it quite often, learning from your own mistakes is good, learning from somebody else's mistakes is better. And I think that that's the main role that a mentor plays, is to say, hey man, these are all the mistakes I made, and nothing ever came of it. Don't follow that trail. You can follow the trail, and it can be beautiful at times, but it leads to a box canyon, you're just going to come right back here. And it's double, it's double tough coming back than going in. We need a mentor that will show us the mistakes that, that we don't have to make that we can still learn from. We need a mentor in our lives because wisdom of experience is better than our own exuberant wishes. You know, I mean, I, I remember talking to a cowboy one time and Robert reminded me a lot of him because I had this grand idea and I'm not going to tell you my stupid grand idea, but it had to do with livestock. And I was talking to this old rancher. I was like, you know what? We could do this. And we could do this. And we could do this. And if it all works out, we'll make a lot of money. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, people have been raising cows for about 180 years. You don't think somebody's tried that? He goes, ranchers do what they do because that's the... Everybody has tried it, and this is the best way not to lose all of your money. Just most of it. Okay, because that's what ranching is. Right? We need somebody with the wisdom of experience to temper our exuberant fantasies. Right? To bring us back into reality. And to learn how to deal with broken hearts. And to teach us how to deal with critics. And show us what being a defender looks like. Yeah, you need a mentor in your life. And once again, you may be thinking, well, I don't have a mentor. Then be one. Then be one because give and you shall receive. The five people you need before heaven. We need our Absaloms. We need our Shimeis. We need our Abishais. And we need our Davids. We also need our Lord, Jesus Christ. Because of the five people you need before heaven, only one of them determines, only your relationship with one of them determines whether you get in there or not. And that is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. Listen, you need to, you need to get in, you need Jesus to get into heaven, okay? You need Jesus to go to Walmart, though. I mean, you need him in every part of your life, do you not? You need him driving between Kiowa and Elizabeth. The more I'm married, when my wife is with me, she goes, you weren't joking, were you? I was like, no, I'm not. I get behind the guy that drives 35 miles an hour every stinking time. Every time. I need Jesus to drive to Elizabeth. But I definitely need Jesus to get into heaven.
Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What he's telling you is, I didn't come to make you a slave. I came to set you free. And listen, if your Christianity doesn't feel like my chains have been set free, but if your Christianity feels like, did I screw up again? You're not following the real Jesus. You're not following the real Jesus because in that setting us free, it sets us free to do His will. It sets us free to follow Him. It sets us free to love others and to love God. We need Jesus. We need Him because we need something bigger than ourselves in our lives. We need something bigger than ourselves. We need Help becoming more than we could ever be on our own. And you know what? That's one of the most amazing things about a walk with Jesus is He will help you become who you could never, under no circumstances whatsoever, will you ever reach your true potential on your own without Him. And if you're struggling with that potential, if you're struggling with that purpose, the thing to do is to start with this man right here and let the others come. We need Jesus. Because we needed somebody to die for us. To take our place on that cross that we deserved. Because we had somebody that lived a perfect life. That absolutely lived a perfect life. Never sinned, not one time. And yet He swapped His righteousness for our sins. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He became sin for us. He, he endured the wrath of God being beaten unmercilessly of being stripped naked and nailed to a cross where He suffocated a slow death upon the cross. We needed somebody to die for us. And you know what? Let me, let me tell you all something. If that was the only thing Jesus ever did for you was to go to the cross, it's more than we ever deserved. And yet He doesn't stop there. He blesses us with kids, with loved ones, with careers. You know, there's no, foreign there's no foreign invasion of us right now. We live in one of the greatest societies ever, and yet we're depressed, infighting. Even, even those that are commanded to love, you know what we do? We criticize each other all the time. Well, your denomination is not like my denomination, and you don't preach the way my preacher preaches. And blah, 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 blah. Shh. It's okay. Okay. At any point in this story, did you wonder how it ended? Did you ever wonder how it ended? Let me read you how it ended, and we'll close. In 2 Samuel 16, 14, it says this, The king and all the people with him arrived at their destination exhausted, and there he refreshed himself. And there he refreshed. There he was refreshed. He got to where he was going, but he was exhausted and he was refreshed when he got there. You know why he was refreshed when he got there? Because he'd done everything right. Talking about David. And how does this apply to your life? I think it applies 100% to your life because you know what? I know that you're tired. I know you're tired. I know that you're more than tired. I know that in parts of your life right now, you, didn't th you think you've been hiding it from people? Well, you're not hiding it from God. Because I know that you're exhausted about some things in your life. You're tired of having your heart broken. You are sick of the critics. <laughs> you know, maybe you're even sick of, of having other people fight your battles for you and you wish you could be stronger. Maybe you're exhausted from being a mentor. 
or always trying to grow under one. See, we're all tired. We're all exhausted. But you know what? Even though I know you're exhausted, if you'll do the right thing and you'll follow, and if you will follow God, and you'll follow God despite the heartbreak, that you'll follow God despite the criticism, that you will have a defender or be a defender, that you will have a mentor or be a mentor or both. You can be a mentor and still have a mentor. Because I know that if you're here right now, you've heard God's call on your life. What are you going to do with it? That's my question. What are you going to do with this call on your life? Because I know that you're exhausted. But let's get to our destination. And when we get up there, we will be refreshed for the good job we did down here of following God and loving others.